We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing for black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap Presents Football, the show. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Bears season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. You know what I think is a uh, funny, true football story? Is the story of Rudy. Because that motherfucker, everyone hated that guy. He was not a fan. Um, no one was a fan. <laughs> no one was a fan, and he was and, not and a fan. And guess what? He lied about his entire life. This great, oh mentally handicapped man who was, you know, worked in a coal mine, I think, and then played football and wanted to play for Notre Dame, but he just wasn't good enough, and the team didn't want to give him a chance, but by God, through grit and through perseverance, he, guess what, he was able to play in that Notre Dame game, and the team carried him off on their shoulders. Actually, that's not what happened. That guy was an asshole. Everyone hated him. After he started touring on his story, and the movie came out with wonderful little Samwise Gamgee. Um, everyone went, actually, no, we did that sarcastically because we hated that guy. <laughs> More like Notre Dame, that guy. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But this is about college football, Brian. What is this? Uh-oh. This. You know what I realized? I'm the glue. You, bro? I'm the glue between you and Vargas because one of you motherfuckers is always gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to talk. We got to address that. The non-elephant. Well, not Vargas is an elephant. The, the, we killed him. The, <laughs> the figurative elephant in not in the room. We killed him. Yeah. Vargas just isn't here. So guess what you're hearing right now? I'm the NFL right. show, baby. Yeah, I stepped over that, but that's okay. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't done this in a while. This is the NFL show. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. We, I know, listener, we kind of fell off the NFL show a little bit because, uh, one, the Chiefs didn't win, go to the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl. And two, life happened. But you know what? The season's about to start. We're here. We're here for you. And I'm going to say, Go ahead. there's not enough. Say it. White men hosting no. sports podcasts. Talking about NFL, preaching about the NFL, telling you how to feel about the NFL. We have things to say that those other podcasts don't have. That's true. We're both wearing glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's basically science. And we're Chiefs fans. So. Yeah, we're big Chiefs fans. So to lay out what we're going to do, we're going to break down... Not as extensively, probably, as we have in the past, but break down teams and divisions, kind of how things are going to play out. I have a lot of questions for for the teams around here and stuff like that this year. 
then I'm kind of curious what, what's going to happen this year. And then I think Brian and I agreed that we're going to follow up, what, like every every three weeks probably do a little check-in with our, with our people. Let's not put a number on it. <laughs> every few weeks. Let's not limit ourselves. You know, let's. I don't want to be in a box. Don't put Brian in a box. Don't put baby in a box. <laughs> unless unless there's a beer in the box, I don't want to be in the box. You know there, what I mean? If there's if there's boxes, there's got to be beer. If there's boxes, there's got to be beer. We say that all the time. We do say that. So let's start with the AFC North. Of course, the top of the AFC North was the Cincinnati Bengals. They went 10 and 7. Went to the gosh dang Super Bowl. Very annoying stuff. Then they lost Super Bowl. They, of course, uh, had a very fascinating year where... At times, Burrow looked, and this there, there's no slights against Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is phenomenal. Um, Jamar Chase is a space alien out there. Um, but they, there's one big factor that people don't highlight enough when they when they when you talk about play, teams going to the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl is luck. And he man, retired. Andrew Luck retired, <laughs> so that's why they don't talk about him. Sore subject. There's a great podcast about Andrew Luck on the Athletic. Um, but you look at. Their postseason in the wild card, they played Las Vegas. They got really lucky on a um, touchdown that should have been called back on a whistle. You remember that? Sort of. Yeah. Uh, I block a lot of it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Basically, against the Raiders, there was a play where uh, um, the rest blew the whistle, blew the play dead because they thought Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds, but he threw a touchdown. And by rule, they should have just called that play dead and, and started over, basically. But what they did instead was. We're just going to give them the touchdown. Why not? You know, against uh, Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans had a just a wild collapse and uh, low scoring game there. Then against Kansas City, Kansas City came out, looked unstoppable in the first <sighs> half. And then just by weird happenstance in, in that game, they just fell off a cliff, which was insane to think. About. I don't think it's war. I don't think it's by happenstance, Brennan. I think it was because we refused to adjust our game plan. Mahomes has since talked about they has been pretty candid about what he what he says happened, which is basically that um rather than playing to beat the Bengals, they're playing not to lose the game and go to the Super Bowl. Basically. Yep. Yep. So they they got uh really um um I think in their heads about the game and just couldn't stop, man. And and once that train kind of gets off the rails and you get the yips <laughs> In a game, it's hard to kind of get that mojo back. Um, so, and then of course the Bengals go to the go to Los Angeles to play the Rams in Super Bowl. Rams win the game. Um, so this season, um, we're talking about the good old uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, key losses, not many. Basically, the only key loss I have for them is a tight end, uh, CJ Uzoma. Uzama. Um, other than that, they gained a ton of talent on the offensive line as well as Hayden Hurst, tight end. Hayden Christensen's brother. Uh, yeah. Um, Offseason-wise, basically the only thing that the Bengals needed to do was just protect Joe Burrow because uh, their defense was totally fine, totally average, um, was not world beaters by any means. But basically, whenever you have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you just got to keep going. So the biggest question I have for the Bengals is, with their offensive line on paper looks better, I mean, who's going to start in the middle? Because that was the big issue with the Bengals was the middle of their offensive line. And it's kind of like if they could go all the way to the Super Bowl with a terrible offensive line last year, what's their ceiling? I th- I think that if their offensive line gets gets fixed, basically, and that's the big question mark is what does the Bengals look like? 
because I think the AFC North is kind of ripe for the the taking with everything going on in the AFC North right now. What's going on up there? Well, let's dive into it. Behind them were the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers went nine and seven. Um, they had a wonderful, beautiful send off for Big Ben um, by getting trounced <laughs> in the playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Steelers uh, had a lot of turnover, obviously, when it comes to their offensive line, as well as, um, uh, excuse me, um, big thing is their quarterback. So um, not much to say about Pittsburgh Steelers other than their defense is very, very good. Um, they didn't lose many players on the uh, on that side of the ball. If anything, they gained some pretty good stuff. Um, but they drafted Kenny Pickett. They have Mitch Trubisky. They have Mason Rudolph. Um, my big question mark there is what's going to happen with the quarterback? You know what I mean? Um, because, again, they showed last year with that defense, they could go to the playoffs with that defense. And uh, I guess it really comes down to what's going to happen at the quarterback position. Is Mitch Trubisky or even Kenny Pickett, who is probably going to be a pretty fine quarterback, um, are one of them going to elevate the team? Because we've seen what Mason Rudolph can do. We've seen basically what his ceiling is, essentially a backup. And it's kind of what what's going to happen after that, you know? Well, he goes on to in lead Santa's sleigh. And isn't that fun? <laughs> That's fun for everybody. <laughs> That's very true. So I don't have much to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers because they're in a kind of a weird flux where um, their defense is getting older, even though it's still pretty damn good. But there's a lot of questions on their offense um, in, in what's going to happen with them, essentially. Um, so, yeah. So moving on, we have the Cleveland Browns, which where to even start uh they were eight and nine missed the playoffs uh a ton of injuries happened to them last year um they had a great running attack they had a defense that was starting to find their footing and compete but um uh, multiple injuries to uh baker mayfield was what kind of was their major downfall and it was kind of almost like stubbornness because they had a chance to win the last couple games but Baker had a torn labrum and was hurt. I mean, he was beat up pretty badly. And rather than relying on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Kevin Stefanski, Fancy Stefanski, and the Browns team went, no, Baker, you get out there and throw 50 times with an injured shoulder. Let's see what happens. And, and what happens is we trade you next what year. What happens is we're going to get rid of you and signed a sex pest. So what they did was uh, key losses there. They obviously got rid of... Baker Mayfield traded him to the Panthers. Um, they got rid of Austin Hooper, their tight end. Jarvis Landry's gone, um, as well as their uh, J.C. Treader, their center, is gone. Um, they gained Deshaun Watson. They signed a big contract to Mari Cooper, um, as well as uh, Jadavion Clowney at defensive end, which I don't think moves the needle that much in terms of like pass rush, things like that, right? Um, as we all know, Deshaun Watson is a sex pest. Uh, he has multiple, multiple dozens of civil lawsuits against him that he has settled many of them. Um, there, I think there's still one that is still active, but he has been suspended for sure. Um, 11 games as well as fined. Um, he has showed no remorse for his actions. In fact, saying that he did nothing wrong rather than apologize or even uh, begin to signify or accept that he has possibly hurt people with his actions. Um, Basically, the big question with them is same thing with Kyla Steelers. What's going to happen at quarterback? Um, we know Jacoby Brissett is going to um, start in place of Watson, but with how loaded the entire AFC is, I mean, 
we know who Jacoby Brissett is. He's a fine to good backup, but man, I don't think he can lead that team, especially with um, with guys like Amari Cooper on the roster and and uh, Cream Hunt not wanting to play essentially. So um, it'd be fascinating to see what's going to happen with with them. So um, Cleveland Browns rotten hell. Um, so finally in the AFC North, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Who boy, you want to talk about? the inverse of what happened with the with the Bengals with positive luck this team was just injured repeatedly and just hurt constantly um they ended the season 8 and 9 which because of tiebreakers was actually below the browns even um again because of massive massive injuries and things like that um key losses this year were of course Hollywood Brown in a trade um, they released uh, Sammy Watkins. Also, they lost a ton of secondary players um, um, in the backfield, essentially, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but in key additions-wise, they drafted Kyle Hamilton, who's a safety in the draft, who's uh, pretty damn good. Um, free agency-wise, they gained a couple guys, especially on the offensive line and things like that, and a couple of key players on the def- defense side of the ball. Um, big offseason offseason question for the Ravens are, one, can they stay healthy? I mean, because that, that was a huge issue. They have multiple players coming off of uh, ACL injuries, leg injuries, things like that. Um, Lamar was out for uh, several games, a few games last year um, because of different injuries and sicknesses and things like that. So it's kind of like, what's going to happen with all these players? Um, and then finally, the big question is, is their pass rush going to be better? Um, because in the AFC, we have found that with the how good the AFC is and how good the quarterback position is, um, you have to rush the quarterback and get after the quarterback. And who knows if the Ravens are going to be able to, do, able to do that with the injuries they had last year, people recovering from that, as well as what's going to happen with, with, with this team. So, Well, there's so many new quarterbacks in the AFC North, you don't really have to chase anybody. <laughs> That's exactly right. So let's move on to our favorite one of our favorites, uh, a fascinating uh, uh, division, the AFC East. Um, our favorite, second favorite team, right? Uh, the Buffalo Bills were in first place, the AFC East. What if we only talk about <laughs> them and then move away from the East because everyone else in the East sucks? Well, that, that's, I think, my big question for, for the majority of the East is going to be the Buffalo Bills or the Buffalo Bills. They lost several death pieces um, in the offseason, but also gained a ton of talent like Von Miller, Shaq Lawson, um, uh, people in the backfield, uh, multiple secondary guys, um, as well as uh, a couple receivers here and there like um, O.J. Howard, tight end, and Tavon Austin, Jamison Crowder. Um, and, but again, lost a lot of their several O-line pieces as well as uh, uh, several defensive players who were um, a big deal. Um we know who the Bills are. The Bills are, are, are a fine coach team. Um, they have Josh Allen, who is also a space alien, uh, who's going to be able to, to put the game on his back and, and win games, other than the big uh, uh, conference championship game or the divisional championship game against the Chiefs, which is probably one of the best playoff games I've ever seen in my life. If you like offense, boy, you like that game. Three, tu- three touchdown lead changes within, what, one or two minutes, I think. And then, of course... Uh, with 13 seconds left, the Chiefs went down the field and kicked a field goal to tie it and then to win the game in overtime. What a good story that would have been if we had gone farther than the next game. You know what I mean? 
What right. a fun story that would have been in the Super Bowl. Right. So big question with the with the Bills is offense. I, I don't have too many questions other than what's happening with their offensive line. A couple pieces there. But really what's happening in their secondary. Um, Tredavious White had surgery to fix his ACL back in uh, December. So who knows when he's going to bounce back. Their other starter on the, on the outside. Um, uh, let's see here. Who is that? Yeah, Levi Wallace. He left uh, in free agency. Um, the Bills drafted two corners, Elam and Benford, but they didn't really add any veterans in their secondary. And of course, uh, I can't remember who the Bills safety was that injured his elbow in training camp, but he'll probably maybe be out for like a couple weeks probably. Um, but yeah, it's kind of um, what's going to happen whenever you plug in two rookies without a lot of veteran <laughs> oversight in the, in the secondary, you know what I mean? Well, the chiefs are kind of going through that themselves. We'll, so we'll talk we'll about that. Out. I think, it, I think it's a little bit different a situation because the chiefs are a different team. Are, <laughs> the chiefs are a different team. Um, so yeah, so the bills that, but that's their big question is what's, how's their defense going to be able to hold up? And in the grand scheme of things, will the offensive line of the bills be able to kind of keep, kind of protect Allen, let Allen do his insane things. Um, elsewhere, we don't have to dive too much in the AFC East. The Patriots are the Patriots. They're a well-coached team. They went 10-7, and seven, which is insane to think about. They won a game against the Bills where Mac Jones threw the ball three times. Three times. Isn't that fun? Insane. It's a weird weird thing to talk about. Wild game. And, of course, there were like winds up to like 70 miles an yep. hour or something insane like that. Um, you know, I uh, Mac Jones is going to be better. Mac Jones will definitely be better. That's my... Really, my only question for the for the Patriots is Mac Jones going to be better? What's that offense going to look like? Because the defense for the Patriots is always going to be fine um, or above fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's is Mac Jones going to going to take that second year step as well as receiving talent for the Patriots is kind of shaky right now. Um, so what's what's all that going to look like? It'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. I think I think the AFC East is going to be sneaky good. Um, you have the Miami Dolphins. They have a quarterback controversy in that is, do they have any good quarterbacks? <laughs> uh, the field is split. They, of course, got Tyreek Hill <laughs> from the Chiefs, which is fine. Yes, they they uh, they got rid of Devontae Parker and then gained Tyreek Hill. Um, uh, boy, uh, offseason-wise, I, I like a lot of what the what the Dolphins have, Dolphins have done. Um, excuse me, they gained a lot of... Um, defensive help as well as uh a lot of running back help chase edmonds raheem mostert um sony michelle all running backs that they they have gained um they also had a big signing uh to to re-sign emmanuel ogba who i like a lot and as well as tight end mike jacecki um dolphins have basically upgraded every position they they needed to right um Wide receiver, running back, tight end. Uh, defensively, they're, they they've signed a lot of great picks. They didn't have a lot of key losses. Um, big question is, can Tua become the franchise quarterback that the Dolphins need to be? Can he be quarterback wanna? <laughs> Not Tua, but wanna. Um, basically, I feel like again, Tua. You have to the context of Tua and, and our good friend Ty from Who the Hell Is This For? We've is a big Dolphins fan. Um, I've talked to him many times about Tua's situation, the Dolphins situation, things like that. And he was on this podcast two years ago. talking Two, two a years ago. Two a years ago, or I think, I believe, talking about give the Dolphins a year or two 
to, to basically get over the hump and get to the Super Bowl. And that all depends on Tua. And this is the last year to prove and, it, according and, to Ty. And what Tua is going to do. Um, because, sure, Tua has had a lot of coaching turnover, tur- turmoil, and things like that. Um, getting uh, the guy from the 49ers uh, who underneath the Kyle Shanahan tree and things like that, which I think is going to help out Tua quite a bit. But, again, you, you can only help a guy so much before it becomes okay. Is it the guy or is it the system? Is it the coach? Like, what what exactly is it? And I watched this fascinating video by um, either Brett Coleman or Alex Rollins on YouTube, basically talking about the big issue with Tua last year was that it got to the point where Tua had trouble seeing the middle of the field, literally because of his height, but also because he like was uncomfortable throwing over the middle of the field. And two, teams eventually towards the end of the season just said, Tua cannot beat us with his arm deep. We're not worried about that. So what's going to happen this season with guys like Tyreek Hill and uh, and Jalen Waddle, uh, both super quick guys? Is that going to open up that that long passing game for Tua? Um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen with the, with the, with the, with the Dolphins. Now, in our pre-production meeting, you gave me four vetoes to use on teams that I refuse to talk about. I'm going to use one on the Jets. Right. Other than the Jets had a great draft. That's it. Who knows what's going to happen with the Jets? <laughs> they are a wild team to to think about. Um, so yeah, so moving on east, now we're going to the south with the number one team last year, the Tennessee Titans. Everyone's predicted number one team in the NFL, the Tennessee no, Titans. No, no one's predicting that. <laughs> Just because their name is a Titan doesn't mean anything. I don't think anyone's <laughs> predicting that. The Titans had a wild offseason. They lost A.J. Brown in a trade. They lost J.N. Brown, inside linebacker, who is a massive uh, inside linebacker for them. Rashawn Evans, another inside linebacker. Um, just Julio Jones is gone, um, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, Addition-wise, uh, they got a, a couple of uh, guys free agency-wise. Austin Hooper from the Browns is now a Titan. Um, a couple of guys in the draft, including uh, secondary help and other guys like that, as well as the very fun Malik Willis uh, quarterback, who has shown that he is he is a lot of fun to watch in the preseason. Um Titans had a weird year in that their division was so bad um, with the Colts, Texans, and Jags that it was kind of just theirs for the taking. You know what I mean? Um, they faced a Chiefs team early on who was not was the, was easily the worst game of um, excuse me Mahomes' career. Uh, but yeah, so I'm really curious this year. My big question for the Titans is going to be. What's going to happen without A.G. Brown? Because um, as we all know, Ryan Tannehill is a big uh, play-action guy as they rely on the running game of, um, what's that big guy's name? Derrick Henry. (laughs) (laughs) He's a big guy. (laughs) You know that big guy? Uh, As they rely on Derrick Henry. Um, So what's going to happen without A.G. Brown there anymore? Because A.G. Brown was a big target for Tannehill. Um, And and I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen there. Um, Malik's going to start by the end of the season. That's that's fascinating, um, because that's my next question: Is you have Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, both who are getting older. Derrick Henry has a ton of miles on him. Are they going to be able to? Never ride? seems to matter. Are they going to? Is this going to be the year? That's what we always say. I know that Derrick Henry finally does not rush for, for uh, as hard as he usually does. Seventy times a game, right? Or is this the year that Ryan Tannehill finally just kind of falls apart? You know, um, it'll be fascinating to see what happens as well, because I think. Um, guy, the Colts are going to be better. Texans are going to be whatever. But I think the Jags are going to be sneakily better. 
Um, so I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen there. Um, yeah, so then we have the Indianapolis Colts. Um, major thing for them, they, they were 9-8. and eight. They had Carson Wentz as their quarterback last year, who, um, as Pat McAfee, um, the, from the Pat McAfee, likes to highlight, Carson Wentz rolled both ankles in a game, which doesn't happen very often. So that's Carson Wentz for you. Um, but they shipped Carson Wentz off. They now have Matt Ryan, um, as well as Yannick Nagakwe, um, Stefan Gilmore um, um, from the Patriots, things like that. Um, so I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen there. Um, main thing with the Colts is who's going to be the big new receiver. Uh, and is Matt, does Matt Ryan still have the juice? Because Matt Ryan has not shown in the past year or two that he has the juice. You know what I mean? Whether that's because the, the Falcons were so bad, whether that's because it's Matt Ryan getting a little bit older, et cetera, et cetera. Who, who can really say? You know, so what, what Matt Ryan are the Colts actually going to get? That's what I'm really fascinated to see. Um, but they still have um, the wonderful uh, tight end and a couple of great pass catchers they, they were able to inherit. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out with the Colts. Um, Texans. Whoops, veto. Not much to say about the Texans other than I think they're going to be a very interesting team because of their coach. Lovey Smith is a new head coach. What's going to happen with this team? You're either going to love it or hate it. Right. Um, and then that brings us to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this is probably my veto because these, this is the team that, for lack of better wording, fucked the wide receiver market with the signing of Christian Kirk. Um, they Idiots. signed Christian Kirk to a massive deal. Christian Kirk's not a bad wide receiver, but they paid him top one, two money, and he he's a wide receiver did two not best. deserve wide receiver one money. Uh, but they had a pretty solid, they had a really fun draft. Um, Drayvon Walker's the big uh, draft edge that I that I love for them, as well as they lost a couple of uh, uh, linemen and some other guys, but I, I think they're going to be okay. Um, basically, with the Jags, now that they have um, the old Philadelphia Eagles coach who was under Andy Reid, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is the new head coach of the Jags. Last year, don't even. <laughs> That was such a trash fire with Urban Meyer. We, there's no, you can't even say that. Like, basically, don't write off the Jags because they're the Jags. Write them off because they had literally no coach. Yeah. Like for the majority of the season. Yeah. Um, they have Trevor Lawrence, who I think is going to be fantastic. Um, it, it's just you got to just grow and develop some of these guys because this is a young, fun team. And again, the, the South, other than. Um, uh, the Colts are probably going to be better again, depending on what Matt Ryan's going to do. And then God only knows where the Titans are going to go. I think the Jags are going to be sneakily better. So I, I'm fascinated to see what what happens uh, with them. Finally, we get to our favorite uh, division, the AFC West, which I think is going to be a bananas division this year. Um, too much talent. <laughs> too much talent on both sides of uh, the ball for every team because... Uh, the AFC West has been trying to keep up with Mahomes for the past four years. And, and that's the thing. Um, so Kansas City Chiefs are at the top 12-5, and five, of course, lost in the championship, conference championship game. Um, had a weird year where the start of the year was very up and down and rocky, but once the offense settled in and stopped turning the ball over, offense was fine, right? Um, the big issue with the Chiefs, and again, they've basically shown that like, hey man, much like we did last year by overturning the offensive line, now we're going to get younger and faster on defense. And early returns in the preseason, which the preseason is not something that we have to, we, we don't like to harp on because the preseason it might, doesn't show a whole lot, right? Um, but so far, early returns in the Chiefs defense 
is positive, I will say. You know, I, I'm not going to say anything definitive, but basically that's my big question for, for the Chiefs because... So you're saying they have the best defense in the NFL. <laughs> definitively. Mark, mark it right now. Because again, go back to 2019. Right now, Brian, get in your... I know you have a time machine back there. Get back in there. We're back. <clears throat> oh, Wow. <laughs> Look how young you look. <laughs> Thank you. Trump's the, still president. Yeah, the the ravages of having a child haven't taken their toll yet. You look so young and vibrant. 2019, Brian, what was the Chiefs' defense in 2019? It's really good. Well, they were, they were, they were really good. Average to above average, yes. right? That's what the team needs. You have Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. You have a great, one of the best offensive lines in the, in the, in the, in the NFL. All you need is a defense that is just average or above average right yeah. we don't need a top one two three four five defense we just need a perfectly fine defense i do not buy into and i think the tide is officially turned away from this but it's kind of like there was a lot of talk when tyreek left and all this stuff and we got juju smith schuster and marquez valdez stantling uh, scantling what's going to happen with the chiefs offense and buddy it's going to be fine. <laughs> like Marquez Valdez Scantling is a very quick, fast route runner. Juju Smith Schuster is a technician route runner in the middle of the field. We still have Travis Kelsey. We still have McCole Hardman. We still have all these guys that I think um, are going to show out because, baby, it's Jody Fortson season. Fort really close. Season. Was, you were so close. I know. I was, I, I, I was gonna. I was going to do it, but I was like, no, I want to do it this way. But, you know, whatever. I should have just done it. Just stuck with it. Jody Fortson is healthy, and he is showing that he is a – strong tall receiver or tight end who's willing to catch the ball in traffic and i'm pumped to see what's going to happen my only question with the chiefs is what happens with the defense um again earlier turns of the defense looks pretty positive um guys like nick bolton willie gay are taking that step up frank clark came into uh camp uh lighter and healthier um so what's going to happen you know with the with the defense um fingers crossed i'm i'm hoping that they will be good to average uh, average to good and that's really all i expect out of the chiefs um in second place last year was las vegas raiders of course lost to the Bengals in the playoff game um big thing with the raiders Devonte adams Devonte adams that's it uh they also gained uh chandler jones uh who is a little bit older things like that um but really that's it they they traded away yannick Ngakwe. Um, they got rid of Nick uh, Kowatsky, who is a linebacker, who I don't think is great, Corey Littleton. Um, I think people kind of forget that uh, they're losing the Raiders' identity. But basically, the Raiders last year, Derek Carr is a fine quarterback. He has guys like Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Um, I think it was Zay Jones, if I remember right, was the other wide receiver he was he leaned on quite a bit. But their offensive line was awful. Uh, Josh Jacobs, who is a high round pick, uh, is not panning out to be the elite running back that they wanted. He's good though. Uh, he's good, but because of injuries and other things, they just they have shown that the Raiders don't trust him. Um, so basically, biggest question for them is one: their defense. They didn't do enough defensively. I don't. I don't think um, to really step it up because their defense has been really bad in a sore spot for them for quite a while. But what's going to happen with their offensive line? Um, because sure, I like Devonte Adams with Derek Carr, but if Derek Carr does not have the time to pass the ball, it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm really fascinated to see what's going to happen with the Raiders for that, and with how good the rest of the AFC West is, 
are the Raiders going to be able to, 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 to sneak games away from the other AFC West teams? Um, I, 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 I worry that, well, not worry. I hate the Raiders, but I, I, I wonder if they're going to be at the bottom of the AFC West, essentially. I hope so. Because next up is Los Angeles Chargers. All you have to say about them is they still have the, the, the wonderful, uh, Justin Herbert. Um, they gain Khalil Mack, um, in a trade. Um, Kyle Van Noy is on the team now. They, they loaded up their defense. Um, so I, I'm really fascinated to see, uh, what's going to happen there. Big thing with the Chargers last year, their defense was another fine defense. Um, they lost a lot of games because they had no right tackle. Justin Herbert needed, needs to do Justin Herbert things. and was still able to, um, for the most part, but was not able to because they didn't, their offensive line was truly, truly bad. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with there. I, I think if you give um, Justin Herbert enough time to operate what he wants to do, Chargers are going to take that step forward and, and do that. But it depends on what happens with offensive line with the Chargers. Um, then coming up in last place is uh, the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver Broncos. I don't think anything major happened with them, so we'll move on. Good. Uh, no, uh, Russell Wilson happened. Um, Russell Wilson was not happy in Seattle for a long time. Uh, and I think I, I'm really fascinated to see how this is going to play out because I, I didn't touch on this much with Deshaun Watson um, because Deshaun Watson... He's is doing not, enough touching, you know what I mean? He's doing a lot of touching. But but they're kind of playing-wise or in kind of similar situations where um, Deshaun Watson you know, hasn't played in a year and a half. And the last time he played, despite having great numbers, their team was 4-12. and 12, Yeah. You know? And then you dive into what that is, and a lot of Deshaun Watson's yards and scores and touchdowns came at the end of the game. Garbage time, they call it. Russell Wilson, I think people forget the last time Russell, and I talked to Brian about this, uh, highlighted it. The last time Russell Wilson was in the playoffs, they looked awful. They they didn't do anything against the 49ers, and it was wild to see. So I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen there because a lot of that was on Russ. I think his stat line was something like, 100 yards and three interceptions. Like, it was insane to watch. More like Rusty Wilson. You know what I'm saying? So, and of course, there were many problems in Seattle, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But but basically, big question of them is that they have a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who has never coached uh, like a head coach position ever. So they they got rid of Vic Fangio, who is a defensive guru, essentially. Um, that, they had a big turnover there. So basically what's going to happen with who's going to lead this team and are they still going to have the great identity they had on the defensive side? Because what helped the Broncos out last year was they had a phenomenal defense. Um, they gave uh, the rest of the AFC a lot of trouble because of their defense, but um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen with losing that leadership and coaching on the defensive side of the ball. And then what's going to happen with coaching turnover with um, Russ and all these new players and things like that right so yeah that, that's that's the that's the afc right there affic they that's call the it affic so <laughs> let's take a quick break and then we'll be back okay uh welcome great back to the nfl show um we ha- we love doing this show and burping um we're gonna move on to the nfc we're gonna go a little bit quicker because if because daddies we have we have other things to do daddies daddies because daddies we have other things to do you know what i mean we have we have fantasy football to, to prepare for um, we'll start with the NFC North. Uh, basic thing you need to know about the NFC NFC North is the Green Bay Packers went thirteen <laughs> and four. Yep. And then what? 
and then just had the most baffling playoff loss in the snow at Lambeau against the 49ers. What are you going to do, man? I don't know, because Devontae Adams and Rodgers was that offense. What happened in those playoff games and the games uh, in the in previous playoff games was that teams took away Devontae Adams and then stopped the run game. Then nothing happened. <laughs> hey, man, look, I don't like your attitude. Uh, he's envisioned a Super Bowl win with the help of ayahuasca tea. That's true. So he's going to ascend at past the very humanity. Least, at the very least, have a great uh, regular season uh, uh, run, win another MVP. He doesn't um, need ayahuasca for that. Mass. I could not care less about anything else that happens with the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is a crazy person. Who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to? The uh, major addition they had was Sammy Watkins, and which actually might be okay for a number might, two. Might not be bad, but there's already talks in training camp where Rodgers was frustrated, I, very frustrated with the wide receiving core. They had a massive meeting with the wide rec- like the the head the coaches the offensive guys Rogers with the wide receiving core to tell them like, hey man, whenever you're running your route and the defense is doing this, you need to do that. That's not a good conversation to have before yeah. the season starts. You um, want your receivers to know how to run routes, I assume, in the NFL. So Aaron Rodgers has never had a season where he didn't have a proven star receiver. He's always had a great number one guy. So what happens whenever he doesn't have a number one guy? We're going to find out. We're about to find out. And I worry it's not going to be pretty um, because uh, uh, Bakhtiari is still coming back from his injury and everything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm just fascinated to see what's going to happen. It, it's going to be really bizarre, I think, for a little bit for the Packers to kind of figure their shit out. Um, but, yeah, next up is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they gained uh, a lot of great uh, uh, defense side of the ball, things like that. Um, uh, so I think their defense is going to be pretty damn good. Um, but big thing with the with the Vikings is that they had a giant turnover coaching-wise and GM-wise. Um, in fact, their GM came out and basically said, I don't know why people like Kirk Cousins. He kind of sucks. Yeah. And it was like, wait, <laughs> the, GM, the GM's not supposed to say things like that. Um, so basically, the big question with the Vikings is that they're banking on their top three draft picks. Um, the first round safety out of Georgia, uh, Seen, um, uh, uh, is going to be able to come out and play defensive uh, on the defense of the ball. Um, they they have a lot of they had a lot of turnover in the secondary, so they're relying on a lot of young guys in the secondary, as well as how far is Kirk Cousins and this new coaching staff going to take you? You know what I mean? Um, because they recently traded for. Um, the Philly, the Eagles guy, right? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. The Sh- Eagles guy. Shit. Um, but they have Justin Jefferson. They have a, a, a fine I think offense. you're looking for Rager? Uh, Jalen Rieger. Yeah. Yes. Rager? Uh, yep. Barely know her. Barely know her. So they have that. So I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen there uh, because their offense does not look great. Defense does not look great for several, for a few seasons now. So what's, here we go. Uh, Bears. They're, I'm, uh, they got I'm, Justin Fields. Yeah, they got Justin Fields. Justin Fields has to take a step forward. Their offensive line is already not good in the preseason um, because they play the Chiefs, baby, and the Chiefs are running a very vanilla defense, and they didn't score any points against that. Ah, so, it's fine. It's fine. They'll um, be fine. I'm fascinated to see how this is going to go because they're looking at uh, three or four new starters offensive line. So I think it's going to take some some working out some kinks. But again, with how the NFC North is, I, I'm very fast to see. And I got plenty of kinks, and I turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit Lions. 
Okay, Vito, come on. Vito, yeah. Uh, they did not have, uh, basically, offensive. Where do you want to start with the Lions? Um, God loved Dan Campbell, their head coach, but uh, grit and yelling can only take you so far, right? Yeah, so yeah. they did have a lot of close games last year, so I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen with that. But otherwise, eh, you know, so they're, they're more fun teams to talk about, including NFC East, baby. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys went 12-5. and five. Their offense was very good. Offense was very good. Defense was fine. They had a lot, they had a lot of great takeaways on the defense side of the ball. They had a lot of takeaways. Yeah, but they still couldn't make it over the hump, man. And it's fascinating to watch the Cowboys f- not win another playoff game with as much talent as they have and with everything they lost last year, including Mari Cooper, Lyle Collins on the on the offensive line, Connor Williams on the offensive line. Um, I'm really fascinated to see was basically was that essentially did we miss the, the, the Cowboys missed the window? You know what I mean? Um, especially with how the NFC is getting a, overall kind of getting a little bit better with especially the NFC West, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But um, I, I just worry that the Cowboys with their terrible contract situation and what little they did in the offseason, um, can everyone stay healthy? Can everyone um, play the way they need to? And we need Dak Prescott to basically show that I can put this team on my back and we can actually win a playoff game. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, right? Uh, next up is the Philadelphia Eagles, who went 9-8. and eight. Um, They got A.J. Brown. Uh, they got a lot of uh, fun uh, players in the draft. Um, so basically, they had a really great um, uh, uh, offseason. So basically, it's going to come down to Will all the pieces fit together that they need to fit together, um, including offensively and defensively? And will second-year coach, wet paper sack Nick Sirianni, be able to con- make the- make this team contend, right? Um, because I-, I kind of think that uh, offensively-wise, do you really trust um, their quarterback, in Jalen Hurts, you know what I mean? Um I'm fascinated to see how that's going to play out, even though I think Jalen Hurts is is, is pretty good. But it's kind of like with how hard the NFL is and how lucky you need to be. I'm fascinated to see how it's going to play. Um, Then we have the Washington Commanders. They got Carson Wentz. They're not going to be competitive. (laughs) Uh, Question for them is what's going to happen defensively-wise because they they lost um, linebacking core, things like that. Um, so fascinating to see what's going to happen with their with their defense, basically, especially the middle of their defense. Um, and then finally, leading the bottom of the pack were the New York Football Giants, who the New York Football Giants. They had a great draft. They got Kevin uh, Kevon Thibodeau, who is a edge draft uh, edge uh, uh, rusher. There was Evan Neal, who's a giant offensive tackle. Um, basically, big question with the New York Football Giants is Daniel Jones. Is he actually going to take? any step at all in his third or fourth year now and sure it's the giants and he had a a terrible head coaching and things like that um but we'll see what happens with this team Uh, because i i i kind of worry with again daniel jones putting that much on his back like what 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 exactly is going to happen can he actually carry it you know how strong are his legs he's not say quads barkley right and he's the guy that that on that quarterback sneak fell down yeah when he was around the ball uh, then we move on to the NFC South. Uh, we I'm going to challenge you here. Go ahead. Because the NFC South bores me. Yeah. So I'm going to challenge you to a speed round. How fast can you get the NFC South done? You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. 
NFC South. Tom Brady retired, then he didn't. Now he's back. <laughs> Great. Good. St- great start. You got to stop laughing, though. I, I'm sorry. Sorry. What's going to happen with a Gronkless less Gronkowski less? That's a hard thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a why you're Gronk choosing to say less it. offense B with Tom Brady and Tom Brady, who looks very old. Uh, then we have the New Orleans Saints quarterback. What's going to happen? The best one. Uh, they have Jameis Winston, who's probably going to play. They've lost um, old coach uh, Sean Payton. Um, in a crazy scheme of the Miami Dolphins, which we don't have time to get into, maybe another day. Um, so what's going to happen with them? Uh, then we move on to the wonderful uh, Atlanta Falcons. They don't have a quarterback. I don't even know why we're trying to do this. Uh, they've got Marcus <laughs> Mariota. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, Falcons have too many problems to really count. Is it kind of like, are you going to really count on Mariota or what's going to happen, right? Uh, then we're ending with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they got Baker Mayfield. Wow, great! That's honestly, <laughs> a really good. That was a really good speed round. <laughs> I'm really you. proud of you because that was actually very informative. Uh, you hit all the talking points that I, I would have hit. Those on. are literally the biggest talking points you can have for the NFC South. Basically, quarterbacks. Yep, that's really it. Yep. Um, okay, now moving on to probably the the other my second favorite uh, division is the NFC West. Of course, we're starting out with the Los Angeles Rams, who are the Super Bowl winning Los Angeles Rams. They only got better. They only got better. Yeah, they got fucking Vaughn. Uh, no, they lost Von they Miller. They lost Von Miller. Buffalo which, Bills got Von Miller. I mean, sure. But. Uh, they got Allen Robinson. They got Bobby Wagner uh, in free agency. Uh, really, it looks like whenever you kind of break down the losses they actually had, that they lost a lot of talent. But man, they have a lot of. They had a lot of depth last year, which is what helped them make their run. Uh, that depth is ready to step up, as well as they had a pretty solid to find draft that I think is going to behoove the Rams. Um, so, biggest question with them is. We still don't know as of this recording on September 3rd, Odell Beckham Jr. is not signed with the team. He's yep. still recovering from his ACL tear. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with them. But again, you still have Cooper Cup. You still have all these great weapons. And you have Matt Stafford, who has shown, hey, with a great team and a great scheme, he can get over that hump, yep. right? Um, basically, just keep Matt Stafford safe. Don't upright. Let it, upright. Don't let him make stupid decisions like where he threw a pick six in his own end zone. Yep. Don't let him do things like that. And he'll be totally fine. Then we move on to the Arizona Cardinals, which, boy, they got uh, Hollywood Brown um, from the Ravens. Uh, they had a pretty fun draft. Um, but really, a, a lot of the things that happened with them was um, they kind of tried to spread it out a little too much. And with their quarterback, Kyler Murray, um, man, what a weird offseason for the Cardinals um, because they showed that they had a massive just – fall off towards the end of the season because Call of Duty got released, as we all know. Yep. Kyler Murray couldn't concentrate anymore. As well as that just that's just Cliff Kingsbury's uh MO. Yeah. Yeah, that's his kryptonite from even the college days is that in the back half of the season, boy, his teams fall off hard. He's not a good salesman. He can't close. Yeah, exactly. He what, doesn't know his ABCs. And maybe <laughs> always be closing. Always be closing. Um but basically is that because they don't differ their scheme that much and teams just kind of catch up and go, oh, this is what they're doing or some other reason, you know? So basically with this team, um, they lost Chandler Jones. Uh, other, So they have a big void at, at rushing the cornerback um, as well as they tragically lost cornerback Jeff Gladney um, in a, in a, uh, in, in, on Memorial Day. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with this team? I'm, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen with the Cardinals, especially with how good the Rams are. And with how fascinating the next team is, the San Francisco 49ers, who have officially, well, not really, kind of, moved on from Jimmy G. Oh, it's Trey Lance season, baby. It's Trey Lance season. So now the big question with them is, 
what's going to happen with the, with Trey Lance? Is he going to be able to run this offense the way it needs to happen? Because the big issue with the 49ers for years has been their defense has been stellar. Their offense, they have so many great offensive pieces. Debo Samuel, fucking George Kittle. But you didn't have the guy that could orchestrate, win, orchestrate it the way it needs to be orchestrated, put the goddamn game on his back and win, right? So with Trey Lance, is he going to be that guy? And as well as they lost Kawan Williams, um, who is a uh, uh, quarterback. So I'm, I'm very fascinated to see what's going to happen with him. Or, or the defense, I'm sorry, with with the with the the back out of the secondary because they have Trevor Ward now, which is which is a lot of fun. <clears throat> they were moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Nope, I'm going to veto that. <laughs> no Seahawks. No, yeah, thank you. They have Drew Locke. The, say no more, fam. Um, Seahawks are going through a massive rebuild. They Not, got they got last place on Locke. Yeah, they, they do. I think they're going to be one of the worst NFC teams. Um, so that is basically the the NFL at large. Um, uh, prediction wise, I think, man, there's so many fun teams that I think could go to the playoffs. I think the Rams have a very good possibility of going back to the Super Bowl um, because it's kind of like you look at a lot of the NFC and it's like who who is really going to be the contenders of the NFC now? Um, is it going to be Tampa Bay? Is it going to be the Rams? Who, who exactly is going to be? Um, as well as AFC wise, goddamn, there's so many good teams in the AFC. Um, you have a lot of teams that need to get over those humps. Bengals started to get over the hump and then. Um, weren't able to do it. Um, and then teams like the Bills are so fucking close, but still can't do it. You know, they have the specter of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes that just won't let them get over that hump. Um, and then with how good the AFC West is, um, particularly the Chargers and the Broncos, hypothetically, are the Chiefs still going to be able to to hold on to the crown? You know what I mean? And I still, this is kind of my, my, my last major parting thoughts is that, you know, uh, until a team shows that they can dominate and beat the chiefs consistently the chiefs are still my number one team you know what i mean hey man that's my party thought too and and i love partying and that. i know that we're homers you know right Doe, Brian. right yeah, yeah, yeah. um i i still kind of think that way so I, i'm fascinated to see how it's all going to play out i still think the chiefs have a very good play for the super bowl depending on what their defense does and then man i'm i'm going back i'm going back to back the Rams going back to Super Bowl. I think that's mine too. Rams I think, Chiefs. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do that because it's in Arizona this year, right? So, so it's not gonna be the Cardinals. Not gonna be the Cardinals. That's for darn sure. But any parting thoughts about the NFL? Any 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 anything for my butt man? No, I just need football to start. I know it, we're dangerously close. We have um, five days. Five days, which yep. I and I think the f- kickoff game Thursday night football, Buffalo at the Rams. The Bills at the Rams. It's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be a great. Brian, you had a great. Uh, what'd you say? It's gonna be a great. Uh, litmus test basically for how how to see where the where the teams are because if one of them looks like shit that's taking one of the top dogs out of the conference because they're both top dogs they're both top dogs in the afc and and this is some people's super bowl matchups yeah so if one of them looks like complete shit i think these are the odds on favorites for the super bowl right here love it and if if one team doesn't look as good as the other team we we're gonna see some stuff so uh speaking of loving it thank you for loving us we love you we'll see uh we'll see you with the nfl show back in about three four weeks uh debates on tap hopefully we'll be back in two weeks and then of course if you just don't get enough of my voice you can always listen to the onslaught every wednesday uh with vargas and myself um thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you next time bye go cheese